You're listening to TalkZone.com. Internet Talk Radio. Now, InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Everyone has noticed that food prices have been rising dramatically. But how does that affect Americans who already had problems putting food on the table? With a look, here's InfoTrack's Taryn McCall. Taryn? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Ellen Bollinger, Legal Director of the Food Research and Action Center, a nonprofit organization working to eradicate hunger and undernutrition in the United States. Ellen, welcome to InfoTrack. Thank you for having us. Undernutrition, what does that mean exactly? It means people who are not getting an adequate diet, something that is both enough sufficient food, but also food of a quality for a healthy lifestyle. Is it growing in the U.S.? Unfortunately, we have a very severe problem of hunger and food insecurity. Food insecurity is a particular term that the government uses to measure whether people actually have enough food and know where their next meal is coming from, are able to serve an adequate diet. And unfortunately, what we have and what we know we have in the country are more than 35 million people who live in households in the United States who face a constant struggle about hunger, not knowing necessarily where the next meal is coming, maybe skipping a meal, cutting back on what they're serving. Most parents will try to feed the kids before they feed themselves. In a worst-case scenario, children having their food cut back or going without. And these are numbers that come from the federal government's own survey that the Census Bureau and the U.S. Department of Agriculture take. So it's a very widespread problem. This is data from 2006, which is the most recent data that we have. So presumably today's numbers are even higher. Well, certainly people are facing a much more acute problem in affording food this year with food price inflation. So, yeah, it's very troubling and should be of concern to everybody. So what is being done? Not enough. Fortunately, there are some things being done, the most important of which are that the federal government has a federal nutrition safety net in place, the food stamp program, which is the largest program available to provide resources so families can purchase and prepare food, school meals program, school lunch, school breakfast, particularly for lower-income kids. They get a more subsidized meal. There are opportunities for feeding in summertime programs when kids are out of school and in child care facilities. There are supports for pregnant women, infants, and children in the WIC program. But unfortunately, none of these programs is funded as adequately as it should be. None is making the resources available to as many people who are in need. And they're not reaching as many people who are in need, sometimes because people aren't even aware that they might be eligible. Ellen, maybe you can talk for a moment about the role the federal food stamp program plays in dealing with this problem. Well, you know, food stamps for all of the facts that there are gaps in coverage is an important bulwark against hunger, and you're absolutely correct. It would be so incredible if the 27 million people who now are getting some assistance through food stamps didn't even have those meager resources. I think a lot of people would be surprised at the kinds of people who need assistance through programs like food stamps today. The food stamp program is available to serve all kinds of people. As long as they have low incomes and few resources, many, many of the people who get food stamps are working. Of course, many of them are children and not, not of working age. Many are elderly, so it's targeted to a very needy population. It's giving them some ability to go in and get some of the basics, but 
they're not going as far as they used to, given price inflation. We know that people who live on food stamps get an average of a dollar a person a meal. Some people get more. Some people get as little as $10 a month in a food stamp benefit. That doesn't go very far when the price of milk increased between March of last year and March of this year by 13.3%. Eggs during that period of time went up 29.9%. Bread went up 14.7%. And people are doing the best they can, but of course they're being squeezed not only by food price inflation, but by energy costs. I mean, they're squeezed all along. And of course, those figures that I mentioned to you about the 35 million people living in households facing a constant struggle against hunger in 2006, they weren't doing all that well before the economy got even worse, both a weak economy and this food price inflation. So it's a very acute problem. Our guest on InfoTrack is Ellen Vollinger, Legal Director of the Food Research and Action Center, a nonprofit organization working to eradicate hunger and undernutrition in the United States. Ellen, there have been certain traditional pockets of poverty in the U.S., like Appalachia or some urban areas. Has the map of hunger or undernutrition changed over the years? We're not aware of any community in the United States where there isn't some incidence of food insecurity, and unfortunately, it's all too common. We're in touch with emergency food providers and other service providers across the country, and we hear from them both survey information and anecdotal information about the people who are coming to them, whether they're in an urban area, a suburban area, or a rural area. They're all having clients, demands increase, greater need, more people coming to them, more problems. So unfortunately, it's an all-too-common problem no matter where you live in the United States. I understand that some large food-oriented corporations do try to lend a hand. There are partnerships between some of the food companies and America's Second Harvest and others to try to get more food out to emergency food outlets, soup kitchens, and food pantries, and some of those partnerships are important. One of the most important partnerships that's happened in recent years are some of the grocers who are partnering with our local anti-hunger organizations to help get the word out to grocery customers that they may be eligible for food stamps. So often they're either allowing some information to be provided to them in grocery circulars or having an information table at a grocery store because many people are in fact eligible for the food stamp program but don't realize it, don't know how to go about participating. The federal government is missing getting benefits to one-third of those people who are eligible for food stamps. So if one of our listeners maybe recently lost a job and wonders if they might be eligible for food stamps, what can they do? I'm going to give you a 1-800 number because USDA has a hotline that anyone can call anywhere in the country and they will get them information. That's 1-800-221-5689. Again, that's 1-800-221-5689. Normally when people apply, they will be going through their local food stamp office, but it may be the quickest way to do this to just go to the 1-800 number unless you actually know where the local social service office is. Is there a lot of red tape involved in getting qualified? Well, people do have to go through an application process, but USDA and the states are working to simplify that. And in many respects, people often can apply over the Internet, not in all states, but in many states. They can go to the USDA website and actually see whether they're likely to be eligible before they go through the process. They often will be able to do an interview about the program over the telephone without having to go into the office, but they do need to submit paperwork. They do need to document their income. 
and have some verifications. But there's been a lot of work done to try to streamline the process. And in many communities, there are anti-hunger groups, social service groups, religious organizations, food banks, and others who are increasingly getting involved in helping people learn how to apply and get connected to the program. Ellen, the Food Research and Action Center has assistance available to help people in need, right? Absolutely. And I would say for your listeners who'd like some resources about how not only to connect with the food stamp program, but the school meals programs and WIC and so forth, our website has many of those fact sheets and materials that would help them. And that website is frac.org. Well, thanks for taking the time to talk with us on InfoTrack. Thank you so much. Ellen Bollinger, Legal Director of the Food Research and Action Center. Once again, their website is frac.org. I'm Taryn McCall for InfoTrack. You're listening to InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know.